Welcome to The Shit Show. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random. Kia ora, everyone, and welcome back to another wonderful episode of the wonderful shit show. I always say this before we actually start recording. It could be really shit, but that's kind of on brand. As always, I'm joined by brother Nick, uh, sometimes known as Squish, known by a lot of you who email me about him after um, reading the morning newsletter, uh, asking me to forward things on to Squish or telling me that you love Squish, and I think that's really cute. And also... If you're listening to this and you're not subscribed to the morning newsletter, what are you doing? And please come and subscribe. It's so fun. I talk to you every day. And if you're feeling generous, please come and become a member. Um, it's $5 a month. It's the best $5 you'll spend. It's one coffee and it helps get me up in the morning and also pay me and pay Nick to do this. Anyway, Nick, sorry, I, I actually did not want to get into a spiel or a plea or anything that early. First of all, how are you? I was going to say, are there any more plugs you can sort of cram in there? I know. Oh, honestly, no. <laughs> no, there was not. <laughs> Anyway, I'm good, Lucy. Thank you very much for asking. Oh, God, you always get on this mic and you just say, I'm good, Lucy, when I know that we've had a rage right before we've turned on. (laughs) I found a grape in my pocket earlier. That's kind of interesting. Oh, so everyone, um, why would you know this? I was about to say, in case you don't know, but why would you know? Nick is like just about to start harvest, aren't you, Squish? Yep, the grapes are ripening up nicely. They're starting to get nice and tasty. Nick loves wine, so if you are a wine brand and either want to send us some wine to sip on during our podcast or you want to, I don't know, if I can sponsor one of these, that would be amazing. Amazing. Or if you just want to ask me wine questions and talk about wine with me, that's cool too. Anyway, Nick, now that we know that one, you're really good, two, you love wine, and three, you're going to start chatting to people about wine in the DMs, what was the weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week? So I had a kind of a funny one this week. I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw this clip thinking, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Pretty funny at the same time. Perfect for the shit show. Um, so I'll play that for you now. Scientists were able to mimic Nessie Amun's voice by recreating his mouth and vocal cords with a 3D printer. It allowed them to produce a single sound. Ah! So pretty cool, right? Um So I thought, but today I learned a lesson in checking my sources after getting all excited and sending it to you, Luce, and, you know, with a few laughing emojis or whatever, and you going, oh my god, cool. I dug a little bit deeper and found out that although the story is true, and it's actually kind of old, um, the yelling is actually MC Ride from Death Grips, and I fell for a joke. (laughs) So, always... You, Nick, fell for a joke! (laughs) I thought, oh my god. Death Grips! (laughs) Nick, that is so funny and honestly, just a really good lesson in corroboration and fact-checking and uh, in life, really. I had to scroll really far down through the uh, Twitter thread to find out that it was actually a joke as well, so I could have been spreading fake news and I wouldn't have even known it. And that's how it happens, Dal. That is how it happens and it's kind of scary. Exactly. Anyway, Luce, what was your weirdest thing? 
My weirdest thing, Nick, and I wonder if you've seen it. Have you seen the viral video going around of Kim Kardashian showing um, Northwest's art? I think I've seen a couple of memes on Twitter about it, but not the actual video. Oh my God. So basically she does this video with Vogue where she's talking about her prized prized possessions and she's like, my daughter North's art, like blah, blah, blah. She does some beautiful pieces and shows some of North's like... I don't know, landscapes and shit. And and it's actually, like, North is pretty fucking good. She's obviously talented. But then Kim goes, and this is a piece she did during her isolation, uh, during when she had COVID. I don't know. She must have been in an emo mood. And it's this fucking demonic-looking, like, charcoal or pencil-drawing creepy-ass thing. It literally looks like something out of a horror movie. It, it, it looks like... um. Yeah, it looks like what the parents show you in a horror movie when the kid's being taken over by a demon. Anyway, I was freaked out by it, and so was the internet, and Kim wasn't. And then, actually, I wrote about it in the newsletter today, and you can go, and the old newsletters are all up online. You can go and read them. And uh, someone emailed me uh, this morning saying that they were a teacher to primary school kids, and, like, not to worry. This is actually not a worrying thing at all. This is, like, young kids, and when they're just learning how to express themselves, like, this is quite a normal thing. So I did feel a little bit of uh, relief having someone come and talk to me about it. I don't know. I'd be keeping North away from the power tools. Oh. It seems pretty scary. Okay, yeah, it is scary. Courtney's in her emo mood. You know, she's dating Travis Barker. Oh, she's engaged to Travis, should I say. And uh, Bessie's with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. So maybe North has just spent a bit too much time around them. Anyway... Uh, this isn't culture vulture. This isn't a time to go into culture uh, thingamajingies. Mm-mm. This is a time to talk about the news and the weird shit we see on the internet. Now, Nick, please can you enlighten me with your first news story of the week, Dal? Yeah. So last week I talked a little bit about Russia and what they were up to around Ukraine and how the US were going to foil Vladdy's plans by sharing them around the world. A bit has happened since then, so I thought I'd keep the ball rolling. The big news is that Russia has put troops into Ukraine. Um, would you call it an attack? It's not really. It's hard to say. Technically, they invaded as they crossed the border into Ukraine, but they only moved into Donetsk and Luhansk, um, two Russian-backed breakaway regions formed after Russia started a war there back in 2014. So if you're a little confused by what all this means, um, I was as well when I started reading all this, it's basically like these two regions are having a mini-civil war and the, Rus- and, and the Russian-backed separatists there want to be independent of Ukraine. So Putin signed papers recognising their independence as republics um, and a couple of friendship and mutual agreement treaties then rolled their troops into Ukraine without really firing a shot. So so in 2014, was that when they invaded Crimea? When Russia invaded Crimea? Yeah, but it was another separate little war off to the side. Oh, but this is a separate thing. And so Russia also invaded these eastern parts of Ukraine that you just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. And so since then, there's been a lot of fighting in these eastern regions that are technically Ukraine, but Russia has kind of put their troops there and said that it's part of Russia. Yeah, yeah. So there were Russian-backed groups there. um, And then as of yesterday, they've got official Russian troops in there. Peacekeeping, apparently. Right. Okay, yeah. So it is important to note that the place that... um, the Russian troops have just invaded is a place like Eastern Ukrainian sort of areas that have always been either on the brink or like in some sort of war. And so now there's like not just 
Russian separatists, but actual Russian troops in there. And like you said, quote unquote, peacekeeping. Yeah, exactly. In addition to that, Putin signed those papers recognizing their independence as well. So Russia accepts these uh, little regions as independent republics. But no one else does. Well, of course Russia does. Russia can't just come into New Zealand and sign papers saying New Zealand is now a republic and it's Russian and it's ours. But I guess when they've already got people in there sort of hyping them up and then Russian troops, it makes Putin feel like he has this power and dominance. And Nick, does this mean that like... Because there is now actual Russian troops in these eastern parts of Ukraine, or as Putin wants to say, Russia, they're just one step closer to getting to like mainland Ukraine? I think the part that's confusing us is that Putin's recognised these two regions as their own republics or countries themselves. Oh, so not part of Russia. Not part of Russia. They're part of Ukraine, if you ask anybody in the world apart from Russia. But if you ask Russia, they are their own republics. Um and they're not part of Russia yet, if you're asking Putin, which I'm sure he'd love to have them, okay. but they're not part of Russia. That's that's a great distinction, because in my head it was like, oh, he's just walked in and taken them and made them part of Russia. Okay, so, but this is still an escalation in the whole Russia-Ukraine crisis, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So as far as the USA is concerned, it's an invasion into Ukraine. Um, and in fact, Joe Biden had... This to say in a speech he made last night. Who in the Lord's name does Putin think gives him the right to declare new so-called countries on territory that belong to his neighbors? This is a flagrant violation of international law and demands a firm response from the international community. So yeah, he's sounding pretty pissed off there. Um, He's also announced some pretty heavy sanctions on Russia, essentially restricting the cash flow of the country, cutting off basically all Western money from Russia and making life harder for some of those Russian elite. Um, This is the latest as of Wednesday, New Zealand time. By Friday morning when this comes out, things probably will have changed. Um, But as always, we'll keep you updated. Yeah, I mean, things are changing each week, which is, which, or like each day, actually, to be honest. And every time we record the shit show, I feel like by the time it comes out, something new's happened. But I really like having this, even for me and you, this like check in because so many people, it's confusing to follow. And it'll be nice for them to just have these little checkpoints of like, oh, I know at least this much about what's happening and the advancements. So I actually really like us having these um, little sort of, Russia catch-ups. Exactly. It, it helps me to understand what's going on a lot as well. Um, so as long as this Russia thing is going on, we'll, we'll keep you updated. Absolutely. Well, my uh, first story doesn't have anything to do with Russia or Ukraine, but it does have something to do with soccer or football. Not a good segue. Nothing to do with either of them. I just wanted to move on to my story. Kicked a goal there, Liz. <laughs> No, I think I either scored an own goal there or I fucking missed. (laughs) So I have some excellent news. Um, The US women's national team have just reached an agreement with US soccer about equal pay. So, Nick, I don't know if you remember in 2019, it was all like sort of over the news that the US women's soccer team, which has sort of always performed much better than the men's soccer team, were basically just getting paid way fucking less than the men. 
Yeah, I do remember that. And now that you mention it, I always see the US women's soccer team, but I never see the US men's soccer team. I know. Also, if it sounds funny because we're calling it soccer, it's just to help us distinguish like between American football and soccer. We have a lot of American listeners. We're talking about Americans right now. So we'd call it football. Don't come for us. But um, for this section, we're going to call it soccer. Sorry, Benjamin, our little brother. Anyway, just a little bit of context, Nick, as you're talking about how you mostly see the woman and not the men, that's because the US women's soccer team has won four World Cups since 1985, and the men haven't reached a semi-final since 1930. The men are pretty shit. (laughs) No, they're way better than me, but... (laughs) It does, no, but it does, I mean, it makes sense that the women um, are sort of like, okay, maybe just like up our pay or make it the same. Yeah, for sure. Anyway... Turns out this has actually been a six-year legal battle over equal pay. And just today, they came to an agreement, US um, Women's Soccer and the American Soccer's like governing body, where the US Women's Team has promised $24 million like as back pay to like pay, repay um, the women for the money they've sort of missed out on, and bonuses that match the bonuses of the men. So, I mean, this has been led by, like, Megan Rapinoe and Alex Morgan, like, like real fucking star players who, um, they began this sort of whole complaint process and challenged all of this in April of 2016. And then, yeah, in, 20, in 2019, they sued three years later, um, basically seeking damages under the Federal Equal Pay Act and actually um, the Civil Rights Act as well. So now there's been this deal cut. And so basically, this is a big win for the US soccer team. I mean, I still am seeing a lot of comments from men on Twitter and actually even under our um, Shakira about posts that we shared about this saying like, but men get all the views, like more people go to men's shows, like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, actually just shut up for one second. If the same amount of promotion went into the women's team as well, like I'm sure they would get the views. Or like that actually doesn't matter. Sorry, are you playing on a global scale and getting paid $24 million less than your like counterpart? No. So I don't know. Go back to your FIFA 2014 PlayStation game. <laughs> That's a hell of a reference. <laughs> you pulled that one out. When you see how much these like male football players are getting paid like i don't know how much ronaldo is getting paid at the moment but it's like 180 million dollars a week or something ridiculous so like come on out of you're getting worked up over 22 mil like grow up yeah you haven't even gone to the semis since 1930 see you later anyway i just want to read um a little bit of what megan rapinoe said during an interview with the Associated Press. She said, For our generation, knowing that we're going to have the game in an exponentially better place than we found it is everything. That's what it's all about because, to be honest, there is no justice in all of this if we don't make sure that it never happens again. So it's kind of nice. It's just like making sure that... Because they've been fighting for this for about six years. Like they're, And you know that in professional sport, you have quite a short time where you're like really at the top of your game and playing. And and I just think it's nice that they never gave up on this and they're doing it for the future players. And I find that quite a good news story. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Setting up the framework for all the girls coming up through the ranks. That's awesome. Y'all. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Get it. What's your next story, Squish? Okay, so I was on the fence about this story. I like it and I think it's interesting, but I've covered something like this before on the shit show and I don't want to get too repetitive or whatever. But I got sent this by a few different people. Then Lucy sent it to me this morning and said you should cover it. So I thought, right, well, that's enough signs. I'll do it. Um, anyway, Hank the Tank, a 500-pound five, a bear, is ransacking a Californian community. Um, first of all, holy... <laughs> stop, Nick. Yeah. Stop. I just love that your niche has become... Any buzzy animal fucking weird story on the internet. Like, I love it so much because you're just like a cuddly teddy bear and you tell animal <laughs> stories on the show. Animals do the weirdest stuff. Yeah, they do. Remember that one that you talked about and it was like a deer that got a tire stuck around its neck or something? Oh, yeah. I do remember that. Aww. Yeah. I've got a bit of a history of yeah, animal stories. so cute. Getting themselves and, and the, into shenanigans. The wild pigs taking over that. Fucking American state. Anyway, carry on. What's Hank the Tank doing, Dal? Um, <laughs> Hank the Tank, well, as I said, ransacking a California community. This bear <laughs> is fucking <What>? huge. <laughs> like, you need to see the photo. <laughs> it's got to go on the shit show Instagram, eh? Yeah, I will. I like 7,000 likes there for sure. Yeah. Um, the fo- <laughs> wow, huge. Try 100K. Oh, whatever, Luce. The photo that's going around with the articles looks kind of like a paparazzi photo. It's Hank sitting down. Hank. Hank. We're on first name basis. Hank sitting down. <laughs> staring. What, as opposed to Hank the like, Tank, which is like not yeah, the first and last name. Well, that's more formal. We're in a more casual setting here, Luce. You know yeah, this. True. Where am I going with this? Right. Yes. So Hank sitting down, <laughs> staring and contemplating his actions. He, um, he looks pretty cuddly in the photo, to be honest. Oh. Anyway, residents of South Lake Tahoe, a couple of hundred k's away from the wild pigs of the Bay Area, have called police over 100 times about the exceptionally large black bear. Um, Lucy, you've seen a black bear. We've seen black bears together. Usually they are around 100 to 300 pounds. So this guy is a, he's a monster. The ones that we, the one that we saw, or we actually saw it, man that went to Canada and we, we saw um, some in the wild, just like on the road, and one in like the sanctuary thing and he was remember he was dancing up against the tree and like scratching his back on it yeah i'm sure it was just scratching but <laughs> but dancing yeah I sure he was dancing look, for you Liz. they look like you want to give them such a cuddle but actually shouldn't i can see why they've been turned into like teddy bears and stuff because they are pretty cute so how did he get this big not by eating berries, according to Ann Bryant, a director of the Bear League, a bear rescue service in California. Um, he's gotten this big by breaking into at least 28 homes around South Lake um, and by apparently not hibernating as he has uh, year-round access to like leftover pizza. Okay, Nick, hibernating. I'm sorry, but I we all thought... Actually, this is going to be tomorrow's Monday in poll. We all thought that hibernating meant that, like, animals went and, like, burrowed away and slept for, like, six months of the year. But it's actually not. Yeah, six months straight. They didn't wake up. No, no that's it's what not we like were that. all taught, though, eh? Like, hibernation was just sleeping and, and, and then you come out and you're all, like, refreshed in summer. But they don't really do fuck all now, so it's easier just to explain it like that if you're a teacher of, like, little year five students. Yeah, but Loki. 
low-key wrong. Anyway, carry on. So he's well-loved by the residents anyway. Like They're very quick to point out that Hank is gentle and sweet, and when he breaks into a home, he is far more interested in the food than the people that may be inside, Miss Bryant said. Oh, so what? Was it fake news that he was ransacking the place? Well, he's still going in and breaking into people's houses and taking food and oh, stuff. Like, yeah, okay. But he's doing it in a, he still be nice he's doing it in do a lovely that. way. A lady named Carolyn Myers, who lives in Tahoe Keys, was interviewed by the New York Times, and she said that she is taking measures to protect herself from Hank, such as locking her sliding glass doors. Like, that's going to do fuck all. <laughs> this bear is oh, as big as a fucking car. Like, that's a fucking original <laughs> thought. Like, oh, guys, you'll never believe the measures I'm taking. Extraordinary. <laughs> I am locking my doors. Like... The next quote that she says is quite nice. Um, He just sits there and eats, she said. He doesn't attack them. He doesn't growl. He doesn't make rude faces. He doesn't make rude faces! Oh, my God. (laughs) She wouldn't even handle me. (laughs) Oh, he doesn't make... That's been this entire podcast, just looking at you making rude faces. Well, you asked for my face to be on the camera when I was trying to do an anonymous one. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's all I have to say about Hank. Go, Hank. Hank We love Hank. sound like a tank. Well, my story is not quite as wholesome as Hank the Tank. In fact, it's not wholesome at all. Nick, have you heard about what has been dubbed the Don't Say Gay Bill? Kind of, and it doesn't really sound that good, does it, judging by that name? No. So the bill is, naturally, it's an American bill. Florida, to be exact. Um, It's officially titled the Parental Rights in Education Bill, but has been nicknamed the Don't Say Gay Bill by critics and, um, to be honest, essentially everyone that I've seen speaking about it is a critic of it, so everyone that I've seen speaking about it has called it the Don't Say Gay Bill. It's moving through the Florida legislature, 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 the Florida legislature. That feels weird. It does feel weird, but that's what it says. So anyway, it's going through like the legal motions in Florida at the moment. And essentially this bill wants to ban discussions surrounding sexual orientation and gender identity in schools. It would also give parents the power to sue violators, so schools that are allowing kids to talk about gender identity and sexuality. So as it stands, like I said, the bill says that school districts can't encourage classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in primary grade levels or in a manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students. It's basically like the put your head in the sand and pretend it doesn't exist bill. Like, Well, it's basically like the make these kids who maybe can't even talk about this at home also not be able to talk about this at school and, like, ruin their lives. It feels on par to me, like, with all the book bannings we're seeing in the US, like, any LGBTQI+, like, books. Like, it's just... People are just trying to make it as though it doesn't happen to make these kids feel like outsiders when they're already really, really struggling. Anyway, just a few days ago, the original Florida House sponsor of this bill withdrew an amendment that I saw like being written about heaps because it was honestly fucked up. And this amendment required school principals to disclose a child's sexual orientation to parents within six weeks if they find out a student has come out other than straight. So there was going to be this amendment that said 
uh, the principal is going to out the child who is finding the safe space at school to the parents as part of the law. What the fuck, man? That's just like torture. That, yeah, that, it's, it's actually, it is torture. And that has been withdrawn. But like what? That slight amendment's been withdrawn. The rest of the bill is still very much alive and well. So supporters of this bill say that it will regulate discussions about LGBTQ identity and empower parents to lead and be involved in these conversations. But critics obviously say that schools like are often only the like are often the only safe space or the place where you find your identity by going to the library and reading books about it and learning about it and, like, sex education and things like that. It's how you discover yourself or you feel safe if you don't feel safe at home. And by banning it, like, banning it is just fucking archaic and, and like, stopping young people from figuring out who they are or feeling comfortable in their own skin is disgusting and to be honest the biden administration actually agrees um they've denounced the bill joe biden said i want every member of the lgbtqi plus community especially the kids who'll be impacted by this hateful bill to know that you're loved and accepted just as you are so like Honestly, I, I feel like most of our listeners will agree, and maybe if they don't agree, this has shed some light on what is actually a really hateful bill. But it's like, these are kids, like, it's it, it's our duty for these kids to make them, like, feel seen and heard and important. This bill is doing the opposite, and it, to be honest, it just fucking breaks my heart that shit like this is still happening. I can't believe, yeah, exactly. I can't believe shit like this is still going on. Like, we're meant to be removing these barriers and typical, like, building them back up. Uh, yeah, I know. So that um, that's really upsetting, and I will keep tabs on how that bill moves through... Um, moves through the legal system and I'm sure that a lot of, I follow a lot of great sort of um, activists and advocates for gay rights and things like that. So I will keep you all in the loop. But Nick, after that sort of fucking horrible story, do you have a good news story for us? Of course I do. So I know it's another animal story, but I think it's pretty incredible. Um, Incredible? Yes, incredible. Um, (laughs) Incredible. That'll make sense. (laughs) In a minute, yeah. Um, so this is the headline. Legendary bull found 80k from home after West Coast floods. Uh, so, like, I first read that and thought, oh yeah, 80 kilometers, like, whatever. But 80 kilometers is such a long way. For a little bit of context, we had a lot of rain in New Zealand over the past couple of weeks. Um, and the West Coast gets a lot of rain. So when, we, when New Zealand gets a lot of rain, the West Coast gets even more. So, you, Lucy... You'll know, and some of our listeners will know, where Maruia is. Um, it's sort of in the middle of the South Island. This bull floated from Maruia down the Maruia River, over the Maruia Falls, which are 10 metres high, they're pretty fucking huge, and down the Buller River all the way to Westport and somehow didn't get swept out to sea. 80 kilometres. This bull swam d- and he- down like a flooded river. And he made it down the falls. He made it down the falls. I don't know how he did that. Like, that's... That's actually fucking gnarly. Like, that poor bull would have been battered and bruised. Yeah. He's pretty durable. I think this cow is invincible. <laughs> no, like, honestly, I didn't think this was feasible. <laughs> <laughs> the farmer must have felt, like, terrible. But the bull in that photo does look lovable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're stopping this. 
<laughs> so no, I think that's pretty incredible. It was pretty incredible. <laughs> Sorry, everyone, but me and Nick are the same person, and just pardon all those puns. Pardon the pun. <laughs> I love that. This, this, honestly, this story's running in the newsletter. I'm obsessed. Oh, I'll link it to you. It's, it's a good one. Anyway, um, what's oh. your comment of the week, Liz? Oh, my comment of the week. <laughs> so, I put up a mundane poll which said, how do you pronounce foreheads? Forehead or forehead? Because you know how old people call it forehead? Uh, yeah, yeah, forehead. You've got a large forehead, Lucy. I know, well, all the Blackistons do. We have five heads. Five heads. Five heads. Anyway, someone commented, far head, F-A-R head, is another option. And I said, no way. And someone else said, I absolutely say far head. And someone else said, it absolutely is not. And that, that honestly, that interaction just sent me because, like, far head. Far head. It sounds like fuckhead, which is kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of relevant to both of us. And also, this this isn't a comment, but in the UK, they call sour cream, soured cream. Oh, look, if the US wasn't getting wet enough, they pull out shit like that. Well, it was the UK, duh. Oh, whoops! <laughs> ah! Roasted US! Oh, no. Oh, sorry, US. No, you guys aren't weird at all. This is the UK <laughs> that are the weird ones. Nick, do you have a comment of the week for me? I do. Um... On your post about Wordle answers being put together if, um, to see if they spell out a warning, uh, <laughs> you probably won't get this if you don't play Wordle. Uh, the The comment was, nods in tacit agreement, takes a swill of wine and leaves to go and cork the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even read that one. <laughs> I loved it. I thought that was really good. I didn't, wait. Just real quickly, though, Wordle has been unique lately because ever since the New York Times bought it, they've been having some growing pains. Like, first, the the words were, like, American. Then they were really fucking hard, but kind of good. Like, I loved the Cynic Ulcer Ultra era. Like, great, because... Because those letters, are, like, can really only form one word, right? But then lately, it's been all these stupid ones which are using quite basic letters and you end up just guessing. You have three correct letters and you're guessing, like, five times just to fill the gap. I reckon it's a conspiracy, loose. People are getting mad about it, posting their scores, driving engagement to the game. Oh. I reckon there's a... Uh, oh, my God. There's a conspiracy happening. I've, I've fallen hook, line, and sinker into the PR machine that is Wordle plus New York Times. But I still love it. I'm still going to do it over my morning coffee. Oh, same. After the newsletter's done and it's sent out, my favourite thing to do is just sit there and fucking wordle my way to the start of the day. Um, Nick, can you please tell the people where they can find you? They can find me perusing the vineyards of Marlborough, but when I'm not doing that, I am on the shit show Instagram, shit show with a bunch of underscores. You know the drill, whack it into your search bar and search it up and find it. You'll find me there. Send me a message, say hello. Lucy, where can they find you? Um, first of all, I just want to say that I hope there's some photos of Hank the Tank on the shit show very soon. Um, and they can find me on the other end of the mute on the other end of the morning newsletter, please do make sure if you're listening to this, you're also subscribed to that because I also get a lot of people messaging me saying that it's um, really fun to read the newsletters because they can literally read it in my voice. And I think that would be a fucking quite a jarring experience. But if you're into that, if you're into that, then come and subscribe. 
um, highlight of my life. Or you can find us on the Shit Show Instagram. Or you can find me talking about pop culture on Culture Vulture. We're about to do, in a few weeks, a... Yay, formerly known as Kanye West, uh, two-part series, which is going to be fucking dope. So make sure you come and subscribe in time for that. And other than that, Nick, it's been a true, true pleasure today, duh. Oh, never a chore. Never a chore. I shall see you next week. And to all of you listening, we'll see. You'll hear us next week. (laughs) (laughs) See you later. Bye.